up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode number 81. Today, we're talking about owning your results. And before we dive into that, I just want to put a quick plug in here to remind you that if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening and check it out on YouTube. I put all of the guest interviews and videos on our YouTube channel, the Marketing for the Uninhibited channel. And feel free to send me questions or topics that you want to see covered. You can leave those in the reviews or you can reach out directly to me. And if you're ready to learn more about working together, you can schedule your free 30-minute consultation um, at marketinguninhibited.com. And my last reminder before we get into the topic today is that on this Thursday, if you're listening to this in real time, today is Monday, November 30th when I'm recording this. And we have a workshop coming up on this Thursday. It's December 3rd at 7.30 p.m. It's free. It's an hour. It's interactive. We're going to cover all of your marketing basics, build you a very brief one-page marketing plan, which is all you need to get your marketing back on track. And we'll also get you a four-week marketing action plan that at this point will serve you until the end of the year. Can you believe it, guys? Tomorrow's December. Ooh, on the one hand, I'm like, oh my God, I just looked outside and it's snowing. I, I went for a run this morning and it was starting to flurry just a little bit and it was kind of magical. I don't usually um, go for runs on Mondays. I usually go on Sundays. That's my night. My long runs are on Sundays. It's a nice break for myself to get out of the house and I did not get it done yesterday. So I just shifted things a little bit today. Um And it felt really good to be outside, even though the weather, you know, I'm in Illinois, so things, it's November, end of November, almost December, the weather is starting to change, it's getting colder, it was much, much colder today, and like I said, there were some flurries, and now even more, so um, anyway, (laughs) that was a side note as I looked outside my window, so The free workshop this Thursday, December 3rd, 7.30 p.m. on Zoom. You can register via the link on my Instagram bio, or you can just message me on Instagram or send me an email, mrodriguez at marketinguninhibited.com. All right, today we're talking about owning all of your results. I'm not sure if you're familiar with a guy named Jocko Willink. He's a retired Navy SEAL who's become a public figure and talks about the concepts of extreme ownership and discipline equals freedom, all of these things that I definitely agree with. He has a great TED Talk available if you just search like Jocko TED Talks. Um, He's got a couple books. He's got a podcast. He's also been on several other podcasts. Uh, I, you know, I like Joe Rogan. He's been on there, I think a couple of times. And so he's just, you know, he's just a cool guy and he's very intense and he's all about, especially given the nature of his career to this point, um, extreme ownership and how 
being disciplined in your daily life can give you the freedom to do and achieve the things you want to in your whole life. And while I agree with those concepts, um, I do disagree with them when they come to solopreneurship and running your own business, especially if you are the only person in your business. I know at this point, especially this time of year, some of you tend to bring on some family members to help, whether formally or informally. Um, So you may be managing a small team, in which case, you know, definitely Jocko's concept applies. It's more for team leadership. Um, But when Jocko or others discuss extreme ownership and accountability, a lot of times what they're talking about is taking ownership for when things go wrong and giving credit to the team when things go right. Like you almost, as a leader, remove yourself from the accomplishments, right? And you give full credit to your team. They showed up. They did what they were supposed to do. But what about when you are your own team, right? As most of us, I know I'm in this category with you guys, we are running our own businesses. We are the only employees in our businesses. And we may have a few people that we have hired or we work with, like marketing coaches, life coaches, you know, people here and there. But still, at the end of the day, as a solopreneur, you are your only, the only person in your business, right? So this concept that Jocko talks about of extreme ownership is a concept designed to teach you that you are in control of everything in your life, that we all have choices to make and all of those choices have consequences. And so really understanding, (laughs) can you guys hear my puppy downstairs? He is getting his morning wiggles out. Um, So just understanding that we are in control and in charge of our lives at all times. And now this you can take and apply to your business, right? And I don't think that needs explaining, right? In theory, I agree with what Jocko is saying. But like I said before, when it comes to solopreneurship, I disagree with it just a little bit. And here's why. So as small business owners, we know all too well the weight of making mistakes in our own business. Because while the stakes aren't necessarily as high as they would be for a Navy SEAL, right? They're probably not life or death or matters of national security, but they they are, as solopreneurs, the stakes are high for us, right? Making a mistake in our business could cost you your livelihood. It could be the difference between you being able to put groceries on the table or pay your rent this month or not. And so they're very real. The stakes are real. Even if you're in a, a situation where Maybe your your partner, your significant other, whoever you live with is willing to take on more financial responsibility to allow you to get things off the ground in your business. You still feel the responsibility and the pressure to hit certain goals, right? To bring in a certain amount of income every month, to get a number of clients, to sell a number of products because you are on the path to growth. And so when things go wrong in our business, and by wrong, I mean not achieving our intended results or outcomes, we have no choice but to own those results. After all, it's your business, your product or service, and your life that is affected. So I don't think I need to sit here on this podcast and talk about extreme ownership of results that were not favorable, right? Results that didn't play out the way we wanted to. And 
So what I am going to spend today talking about is the concept of what about extreme ownership when things go right? Do you put the same amount of energy behind celebrating and owning your accomplishments as you do your mistakes? Do you take time to evaluate what and why things went right just like you do when things go wrong. Like, did you sit down and you say, oh, wow, that was an epic, like we're coming off of Thanksgiving weekend if you're listening to this in real time or, you know, a few years from now. And so it is technically Cyber Monday today. We've already been through Black Friday sales the whole weekend, now Cyber Monday. And I have intentionally shrunk my online world, right? I recently took off my personal Instagram for my from my phone. Um, so the account is still there, but I don't have access to it on my phone anymore and I haven't even been on it. And what's interesting in doing that, um, my... <laughs> My cell phone usage, my like screen time, you know, if you have an iPhone, you can track your screen time, was down 45% last week. Um, and that's crazy because I was on my phone a lot looking up recipes and doing a bunch of other stuff, but I wasn't wasting time scrolling. And the reason I've done this is because for the end of the year, you know, I have business goals that I want to achieve and I've realized I was just consuming too much information and comparing myself too much. So the point is, I deleted my personal uh, Instagram off my phone. And so that meant that this weekend I was just watching from my business Instagram, all of these other small businesses that I interact with on Instagram, just like crush their Black Friday stuff. Now I did a couple things for Black Friday. Um, I've never done that before. So I tried a few things and that was fun. And it was mostly just an experiment. I didn't really take the time to plan or launch strategically in the way that a lot of you did and that I've been seeing a lot of you do. So um, kudos to all of you who are just killing it this weekend. And so that really got me thinking about this concept of extreme ownership of all of our results, right? In theory, we all know that there will be ups and downs in in business. We know and we hear repeatedly that failing is part of the process, failing, not feeling, because that seems to be where people struggle the most, right? Over and over, we're like, failing is part of the process. You have to accept and learn how to fail and get uncomfortable and blah, blah, blah. Like so many quotes and cliche things and talks and all of these things about failure. But I think as small business owners and solopreneurs, especially when you are solely responsible for all of the outcomes in your business, we know that failure is part of the process because we've been through it so often. If you're just starting a business or you're a few years in, you have probably done countless things that have failed. But what about those things that you've done that have succeeded, right? I know from experience with myself in my business and then from observing the clients that I've worked with over the past three years, mostly women, that we don't know how to own our accomplishments. You don't know how to celebrate and why that's important part of the process. You don't know how to pause and say, wow, that went really, really well. Why did it go so well? So often when we make a mistake, we pause, we allow ourselves a pity party. Maybe you have an evaluation process so you can say, okay, what went wrong here? Why did it go wrong? What can we do next time? But are we applying that same thought process to our accomplishments? The way I see it is that we want extreme ownership of all of our results, not just the bad ones, but the good ones too. What if the process you use to celebrate your accomplishments was the same for your failures? 
What if you celebrated both? So what if, whether it was a failure or whether it was a success, you had the same evaluation and celebration process? Own and acknowledge that you tried something new. Ask yourself, what worked? Ask yourself, what didn't work? Ask yourself, what would you do differently next time? Can this, whether it's a product or a service or a launch, can this be improved for next time? Is it worth continuing to pursue? Maybe not. Maybe you tried it once and you're like, you know what? Forget it. I tried it. And if you tried it and you gave it your all and you're like, you know what? It just didn't hit then you got to move on and ask your, and that's where getting really honest with yourself there. Like, is it worth continuing to pursue? And then ask yourself, what did your audience think about it? Right. You'll know what they thought about it. If you're selling something and they didn't bite or they didn't reply or they didn't engage, then you have a couple things. Either it wasn't, it wasn't of interest for your audience, or you just didn't promote it in a way that got their attention, right? Maybe the words you use weren't quite right for your target audience. Maybe, the timing and delivery of this offer wasn't right, whatever it was, asking yourself these questions will help you evaluate and then improve upon it for next time. Because even if it's a success, maybe there are only minor things you would change. Maybe there's nothing you would change, but at least you have this process. And now this is something that I'm trying to implement on my own as well, is getting in the habit of after all my consultations, after my coaching calls, after, because a lot of my clients I've been working with for over a year or several months now, some, some of them two plus years. Um, and so really getting to a point where I have a process down. So like I'm no longer rushing into my monthly meetings with clients, right? I give myself time to breathe, get organized and come like become fully present in those meetings right before, even if it's just five minutes before, like I get my mind right before I head into the meetings. And then after the meetings, I spend time really quickly, just like evaluating what went right and what went wrong. And if I would improve upon for next time, this is how you become a better creator, a better coach, a better product maker, a better person in general, like you just apply an evaluation process and give yourself time to set up before each presentation, each launch, each whatever, you know, just stop. I feel like oftentimes we're rushing and trying to get as much done as we can, but what if we like scaled back and just slowed down a little bit and then applied these processes? Now, I just recorded a podcast. You probably have listened to it. If not, go check it out. Um, episode 79 with Jenny Zelke. She is the owner and creator of Illuminate Space. And in there, we talk about how setting up business processes for her was a game changer. She said it literally changed her life to have those processes. And that's all I'm saying here. It's just these little things. It's little habits that we're working on creating so that you can get in the habit of owning all of your results in your business. Because I find oftentimes, especially the women, will just rush through those accomplishments like, okay, yep, yep, hit that goal, hit that goal, hit that goal. Okay, moving on to the next thing. And it's like, we're not pausing to understand what led us to achieving that goal, even if it was just sticking to the plan, but like really understanding what parts of the plan were working for us that allowed us to achieve that goal. And the same with the mistakes. What part of the plan did we stick to? 
that maybe didn't work for our intended outcome or what didn't we stick to. It's snowing so much right now. Um, So really just getting in the habit of evaluating everything. And now this is something I've talked about um, a life coach I listen to. Her name is Stacey Bayman. She talks about evaluation after everything as well. And I just think like once you get to a point in marketing where you're doing enough items, where you're taking action consistently, then you have things to evaluate. If you're not taking action in your marketing plan or by marketing your business, then you don't have anything to evaluate. So you want to get to a point where you're doing things quickly enough, you're experimenting quickly enough that you can then evaluate, decide whether or not to keep doing it and move on. So again, I'm going to go over the questions one more time that you can ask yourself. So ask yourself what worked and what didn't, what would you do differently next time? Can this be improved? Is it worth continuing to pursue? What did your audience think about it? Why do you think they reacted that way? And that's it for this week. I just want you to get in the habit of owning all of your your results, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's all part of the process when it comes to marketing your business, when it comes to owning and running your own business. We just have to get in this habit of, of celebrating the failures and the accomplishments and making time to do those and then really figuring out, you know, what does celebrating mean to you? Maybe, you know, I'm a big fan of an at-home spa day or just like a break in the afternoon to myself. Like if (laughs) my um, stepdaughter is not in school anymore so and we have the puppy, so they both do take an afternoon nap. So if I can get them like down at the same time to sleep and then I can like sneak away to my office to read and have some tea like that to me is call for celebration, right? Like that is my act of celebration. Mostly it's time alone, even if it's just 30 minutes to just reflect on on my accomplishment or my failure and to not beat myself up about the failure, but to learn that that is just as much a part of the process as celebrating the accomplishment. So I hope this is helpful for you guys today. Just a quick reminder that on Thursday, December 3rd, we are having a free one hour workshop at 7.30 p.m. Central and you can register for that with the link on my Instagram bio. And other than that, that's it for right now. And I will talk to you guys soon. I hope you have a great week.